Mmm, that's good. Welcome to Digital Coffee, where I give you everything you need to know about the tech industry. This is a brand new episode brewed just for you, and I'm your host, Brett Dicer. So let's get on with the tech news. All right, there's a couple uh, Apple announcements, or actually just one Apple announcement. Yeah, maybe two. Uh, one is the alleged specs of the iPhone 7. Yes, there's rumors flying around about the alleged, alleged specs. So the iPhone 7, screen-wise, is 4.7 inch, which is 750 by 1334 resolution. Processor is A10 and M10. Uh, the M10 is a motion processor, so they have two different processors in the phone. Uh, RAM is 2 gigs. It's actually not that good. It's a LPDDR4, but still, I've seen more RAM in other phones, so it's, it, it, it's all right. Uh, and then the battery is 1960mAh, and the camera is 12 megapixels, uh, 1 by 2.6 inch sensor, uh, and then it has... It's a pretty good camera. Uh, looks like it's a it's a multi uh, or dual lens uh, cameras or yeah camera actually. So it will help you with taking a lot better pictures than before because even though smartphone cameras have gotten better over the years, they're still alright. Especially Android ones haven't been the best. Now the iPhone Seven Plus is a five and a half inch screen, at a 1080 by 1920 resolution, A10 and M10 same thing, but a three gig uh, DDR4 RAM instead of two, and then the battery is uh, 29 uh, 10 mAh, and so the camera for the Seven is just one uh, one it's just one camera. The 7 Plus has two 12 megapixels, so that's the one with the two. They got a little mixed up before, but no. Uh, it's The 7 is only one, and then the 7 Plus is two. So you're going to get, hopefully get better pictures through the dual camera than you will get from the single one. But between the 6 and the 7, the battery is bigger, and there's an extra stick of RAM, and the processor is not the... A9 or M9, it's the A10 and M10, so you get a little bit better processor as well. The other difference is going to be that there's no headphone jack in the 7. There's only the lightning uh, connector, or uh, lightning connector, so you're going to have a choice. Either buy YouTube, uh, Bluetooth uh, headphones, or you're going to have to use the lightning connector and then not charge your phone. So. It looks like Bluetooth is the way to go for this one. Yes, folks, Bluetooth is the way to go. So just be on the lookout for that and make sure that you actually have a Bluetooth connection. Now, uh, it is go the event is going to be held for this on September 7th, so next week. So we'll actually know for sure what it's all about. But right now, it's just all rumors. All right, there is a another rumor about... Apple actually updating their laptop line, the Mac and the iMac, because it needs actual updates. So it should be interesting to see what actually is going on with that as well. Uh, the rumor is it's going to have a 5K display, which well, is a lot better than the 4K right now. But it's going to have a very high-resolution screen, but you're actually, as always, going to be paying for it. Because uh, Apple products are never cheap. And that's the price you actually pay for that. But moving on, 
Apple is hit with a class action lawsuit. Now, the problem is, is what is dubbed the uh, touch disease. Now, what happens is that there is this, uh, like, gray bar that kind of goes up and down. And what it does is that it limits or it, the touch uh, functionality isn't as good as it normally is. Now, you can restart it and it will be fine, but it will actually come back later. Apple has come out and saying that there really is no problem with this, but that's the whole other story, which is there actually is. The other problem is, is that you actually have to fix the Touch IC board, uh, which is not cheap. So if you do it that way, you might as well just buy a new phone. So, someone in California, and it's a law firm, obviously. The legal firm of McEwen Wright has filed a complaint, class action complaint in the U.S. District uh, Court for Northern California and accused Apple of fraud, negligent misrepresentation, breach of implied warranty, unjust enrichment, and violation of the Magnus Moss Warranty Act and Song Beverly Consumer Warranty Act. Basically, they just threw a whole bunch of things at them, and it could actually be right. There could actually be a bigger concern about what's going on with their iPhones because it is an expensive product, and if it's not covered in warranty, you're kind of out of a phone or just using your phone until you get a new one. And so what could happen is that Apple could actually lose this pretty badly, especially if it's, if it's been a known problem, they've known it for a while, and they've just been negligent on addressing it or even trying to uh, give the consumer the benefit of the doubt. You could also almost go to Lemon Laws as well as uh, they knew it was faulty and they kind of just gave it out anyways. Uh, but it's more towards cars, but it could be similar to this. But the problem is if Apple did know that there was a touch screen defect and they did nothing to mitigate it or nothing to, you know, give the consumer back a phone that was perfectly normal and working, they could be liable. So it should be interesting to see what actually happens with this. It's gonna take a while, as always, with uh, with uh, courts and trials. They take a very long time to situate. So I'll let you know when, you know, it, you know, it, comes, it all comes to a head. All right, uh, Instagram is back in the news and they are actually adding Stories to the Explorer tab. So now you can, well, you can find people and see their stories if you want to. Should be interesting to see what happens. Now, right now, uh, stories isn't as used as Snapchat stories. However, about 100 million people actually use it, which is not all of Instagram users. I don't really use it as really that much right now, but it doesn't mean I won't actually use it. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what actually happens with this, if it will catch on, if it actually will be more of a niche than what they anticipated. But you know what? It's still relatively new. Snapchat Stories is not going anywhere. Snapchat is definitely not going anywhere because it's still really popular with the younger, the youngins, the young whippersnappers and all that other fun stuff that people say. But yeah, right now it's not much. All right, Facebook did well let go all of their editorial team for their trending topics and decided to go all robot on us. Well, that robot didn't really, uh, well, it, let's just say it effed up pretty bad. It messed up. 
did a complete and horrible job. What it did is that it made a, tra- a fraudulent article about uh, making Kelly leaving Fox because of allegedly being a Hillary supporter, uh, and it got into a training topic, so fail Facebook. And you could say this is why we should never trust Facebook with their algorithms to tell us what we like and dislike because they're not very good. If this can actually cheat the algorithm, what else can that... What else can people cheat uh, or, you know, game the system? So that's what I'm wondering. Is an algorithm really that great and does it actually work as intended? Or, as always, is a ploy for Facebook to get more money out of businesses? Because usually algorithms are for that. They're not actually to help the user. It's, it's really just to, you know, get money out of people. Like businesses, like business business pages. Oh, we're going to limit your organic reach to about 2%, so you're not even going to reach your own followers. For some weird reason, that's okay. It really it doesn't really make much sense at all. It doesn't. No. No, it doesn't. No, not at all. Makes absolutely no sense. Don't really understand it at all. Uh, but unfortunately, the hoax got really popular it eventually did die off but that's another thing that they're gonna have to look at fine-tune and fix especially since they just laid off on Friday like I said before all their editorial teams so they didn't even try to you know kind of have like a human side of it going well that's not actually true type of a thing I'm fine with the staff just going well that isn't that fact-checking and making sure it's a credible source uh, that's not censoring at all because fake stories like this are fraudulent and will hurt the brand but eh, Twitter's still better than trending topics we've been doing it for quite a bit longer all right Google cast is now directly integrated with Chrome yes now you do not have to have extension it is completely ingrained into it that means you can stream your music or watch you YouTube videos through Chromecast as well, and you don't have to have the extension, which is great because better integration means a lot. Well, it's just, it's just better all around, to be honest with you. So I'm excited for this. Now, it only works for those sites that actually integrate Google Cast. If it's not integrated, it won't work. Let's, let's be honest with it. Now, you're wondering what Google Cast is. Well, uh, the Chromecast or the Google Cast, they keep on changing the names. Uh, is a dongle that you can put on your TV and you can stream uh, music or videos, Netflix. Through that as well, the dongle is about $30. It's really inexpensive, is very popular, and it's actually really good as well. So with this integration with Chrome just makes it a lot more of a tight-knit ecosystem, allowing you to stream a lot better and without having to download more extensions because we don't need to download more extensions. There's already plenty of extensions out there for the Chrome store. There's, there's a lot. There's, there's quite a bit. All right. Are you wanting to get into commercial drone use? Well, there's going to be some new rules here. Uh, and this is part 107 rules that the FAA has written. One is during daylight hours only you can fly it. And that is 30 minutes before sunrise. Uh, and 30 minutes after sundown local time. So make sure you know exactly when that is in your local time. You can only fly up to 400 feet above ground. And you can generally uh, fly the speeds of up to 100 miles per hour. No more, 
but obviously you can you can fly less if you want to. Uh, you have to yield the right away of other aircraft. That means uh, planes and helicopters, and uh, remaining within visible line of sight of a remote pilot in command of the drone and the person manning the flight controls of the drone. Meaning you can't go, Woo, bye drone, have fun on your journey to San Diego. It takes two hours. I don't think drones, well, consumer drones can do that. Commercial probably could. So right now, can businesses really, like, can, like, Amazon, like, fly you off uh, a package? No, because then they, <laughs> the person would have to walk with it. It would take forever. It would just be useless. But it's it's inching towards that. Um, it's still unfortunate that we can't really that you can't really manage a whole fleet of drones because they always have to have a line of sight, and that's probably the biggest issue right now is the line of sight issue. So most commercial use now this will be have will be kind of useless. So like delivering packages won't work. Uh, Domino's delivering your pizza will definitely not work. Uh, so unless the FAA kind of figures out better rules and regulations around that, you're just going to have to wait it out. Uh, what you can really do is uh, use it for, this is primarily for more of the education field, mining field, uh, those types of things where line of sight in, you're not really around too many people is preferable. But the no flying during night is still a big issue with commercials, so be on the lookout for that and make sure that you're not flying after sunset or 30 minutes after that. So if there's light, you're okay. If there's no light, don't do it. Don't do it at all. Just run away. Run away. All right, last week, T-Mobile brought out its their one unlimited plan to rule them all because there was really only one. And the problem was that it really wasn't that good. There was an uh, unlimited tethering, but the tethering was about 126 kilobytes uh, per second, which is not very much. Well, they bumped it up to 512, which is adequate for today's use. Uh, they also added an HD pass in October, which is $3 per day, which is not that good. Um, but you can still play it for 80p, which is okay. It's pre-HD, it's it's basically below HD, so there's that, and there's 720p, and then there's 1080p, and then there's 4K, 5K, 6K, 7K, 8K, and so on, and so forth. Now, unlimited plan is, well, not really true. Unlimited is unlimited up and until 26 gigs that you use, and then they'll start throttling you back depending on, um, you know, Network possibilities, network congestion, all that other fun stuff that they talk about that's really not true. They just don't want you to use a lot of data, even though they're giving you unlimited. Which is always a thing for me. I'm like, why are you giving us unlimited data and going, well, you can't, you don't really have unlimited data. You kind of sort of have it at this speed until about this point. And then after that, we're going to throttle you way down. Um, another actually highlight is that the international plans, because it's actually baked into it, will actually be on 3G now instead of 2G or Edge. Uh, so that's another really great way for it. Um, the unlimited plans will launch September 1st. So in about this week, basically, so in about a few days, it'll actually launch. 
So be on the lookout for that. Be sure that you, if you're looking for a plan, that you make sure you go through all of them. I'm on T-Mobile. I do like them. I was on Verizon. They were great until they decided to be horrible, horrible business and not do a limited plan, do uh, tier data plans, have really bad uh, overage fees, just things that I didn't like. That's why I jumped ship. Uh, now, could I jump ship back to something else? Maybe. It really depends. Uh, but yeah, that's what it is. All right, Sony is bringing out a new smartwatch. However, it's not. It's only in Japan. Uh, so the smartwatch uses the e-ink display, which basically is what e what you would actually use an e-reader. Uh, so what does this mean? Better battery life because it doesn't use as much energy as, let's say, an LED screen. Um, also, the band is e-ink as well, so it's going to be a little bit of a thicker watch than, let's say, your Pebble that I actually use as well. Now, the watch is waterproof, and the battery lasts for up to three weeks, which is actually really awesome that it lasts that long. Uh, the reason is because it uses the e-ink display, which is a lot better display for having longevity in your battery. Uh, my Pebble Round lasts about two days. That's because it's a very, really thin watch, so the, you can only put so in so much space you can put batteries. So, I mean, it's fine with me. It usually lasts about a day anyways. Um, well, more than a day, I just charge it because I don't want to be without my watch. Be like, it died. I cannot tell time. I can just look at it and pretend that I'm telling time. But yes, they, uh, Sony is actually doing a Kickstarter to see how much um, interest there is for this watch. That's not good. that's not in Japan, obviously, because they did all, they've only launched this watch in Japan only. So if you're looking to get it, head over to the Kickstarter and make sure you say yes, I do want it. Yes, please, please, please bring it over. All right, looks like Microsoft is teasing a, a black Surface Book Two. Ooh. So over on uh, Microsoft's Instagram page, it looks like they have a very uh, cropped look of, well, it looks like a Chromebook. Now you're wondering, the Surface Chromebook. Uh, if you're wondering, there's a Surface and there's a Surface Chromebook. They're different because the Surface is basically just a tablet that you have to buy uh, keyboard for the Chromebook is a tablet slash uh, laptop, and they both and the Surface Book costs quite a bit more than the Surface. Over a thousand dollars is usually the retail price of it. Um, so the newest one is supposed to come out. So it should be interesting to see what this what this actually offers. Now, don't expect it to come out um, during the holiday season. It's probably not going to come out until. Later next year, uh, probably more towards May, probably more towards the summer. Um, I could foresee because of back to school and all, all that other stuff, they'll get more of that crowd than the holiday shopper crowd. Uh, but they still have new Surface uh, 4 is out, and that's just, it's still that's actually really, really good uh, lap, tablet, laptop work type of. Um, configuration. I think it's pretty good. Um, I mean, still lacking some things like only one USB port, which I kind of go, oh, come on, do like two or three is the better version of it. Why only one is what I'm trying to figure out. It doesn't make any sense. Unless you get an adapter that does a lot more, you're stuck with just one. 
Only one. Only one. All right. Now, Google has updated Google Wallet to, well, automatically send money straight to your bank account. That's right. No more of this get, opening it up and then transferring it over. Now, if you're kind of confused, Google Wallet is not the same as Android Pay, but it actually used to be. So the first mobile payment was called Google Wallets and allowed you to, you know, make payments through certain uh, partnerships and stores. And then Apple Pay came out and then Google changed it to be Android Pay and Google Wallet and Google Wallet transferred from, you know, just paying with stores to person to person uh, transactions instead to uh, better compete with uh, Venmo because Venmo is a very popular app that does that as well. Uh, the, the advantages to Google Wallet is that a lot of people have Gmail accounts and so it's easy to sign up through that. You could have already transferred money through Gmail prior to this anyway, so this was just a natural um, progression of this. Now it's time to turn to kind of like, um, not kind of, my opinion about what's going on with tech and I'm gonna focus on kind of how tech has made us um, less social in a face-to-face -face manner. I love tech, I'm a technologist, I love new things that come out, but I also see a huge, uh, a huge problem in today's society where we substitute face-to-face -face interaction with a lot of these messaging apps. Uh, so we have Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, which is basically Facebook anyways, uh, Line, WeChat, Kick, uh, the BlackBerry, BB, uh, BlackBerry's messaging system, uh, Telegram, and more and more and more come out every time. There's even a new one that I'll say, uh, that I'll talk about a little bit on actually should try section. But my point is this. We have gotten so used to looking at our phones more times than not that we've kind of forgotten how to hang out with people. Uh, without our phones, face-to-face one-on-one interaction. Even today at work when I was at lunch, I left my phone over by my desk, didn't look at it at all, and everybody else was still on their phones. We were so connected to these things and we were so wanting to, wanting to always have these things around that we kind of forget how to do small talk. We don't know how to do small talk anymore. Small talk is gonna be a lost art soon. If we don't figure out a better way of, you know, dealing with these issues, because we use our phones if we're in awkward situations, if we don't really want to talk to somebody. We use it for a lot of things as a very uh, passive-aggressive type manner. And what that leads to is just, well, people misunderstanding you or people just assuming you just don't like them at all or any, any myriad of other things. We have lost our ability to understand and communicate and understand nonverbal communications. With all everything that's going on in today's society, we have grown to say that verbal consent is consent, even though there's a lot of nonverbal that happens in communication when you're face-to-face -face with somebody. And a lot of people don't know how to control nonverbal communication as well as their verbal communication as well. Most people are not keen to pick up those little uh, signals through nonverbals as well. We have come to care more about gifts and uh, written or texting and we care about the face-to-face -face interaction and just seeing the inflections, seeing the tone, and seeing all the other myriad of other things that does help. 
Now, tech has helped us with a lot more video uh, apps out there as well, and that actually bridges a lot of the gaps that will be missed through uh, text as well. My thing is, is that we still need to try even tech to unwind every once in a while. I do not mind putting my phone somewhere, going off, doing something for a while, coming back and checking it again. That's fine with me because that's actually detaching from it. And since I'm usually always on the computer most of my day, it's okay to be away from it. It's okay to do something else that's not electronic screen. It's not electronic text. It's not Facebook, Twitter, or all the other things. I love them at all, but sometimes you just got to detach. So my challenge for you is to spend an hour each day not doing anything on your phone, on your computer, just going outside, maybe even reading a book, doing something other than tech, then coming back. You'll feel much better. You'll feel like, like weight has been lifted. But anyways, guys, I do really encourage you. Like I said before, I love technology, but I also understand the balance of not being fully consumed into it and not being fully reliant on it uh, because reliance can well, hurt you at times but let's move on to apps you should try for this week now there's a new uh, app for editing videos only on, I only on iOS called Yarn and it allows you to take multiple uh, clips edit them together it also allows you to uh, do different uh, put words on it, put different styles on it, make different filters and little different shorts like animated filters, flat filters, custom filters as well. Uh, they also have an affil a way of uh, slow motion settings, fast motion settings and speed rampings as well. Plus you can add free genre music, import iTunes tracks and preview tracks all at the same time. This looks like a very robust type of uh, video editor on your phone and I highly recommend if you have an iPhone to try it out. I've put it in the show notes so you can just click on it, go to the website and then download it. All right, are you looking for more friends? Because you know in this day and age it does get kind of hard to actually meet new people because we're all busy even though we all tell each other, oh yeah I'm so busy. I'm like yeah and so is everybody else. But if you're one of those person there is an app called Bark and it Basically, what it does is that it gets rid of who you are and makes you a dog. And then you either short tap and see who's around you or long tap and do a message instead. It's both on the App Store and the Play Store as well as Facebook. And so if you're trying to meet new people, check out Bark. It's, it's a very interesting little thing. It's a super easy setup. What you do is you obviously install it and then it tells you what it's all about. Select your dog and then kind of get goes through your steps and then you can bark or do long barks or short barks. Doesn't matter. But yes, check it out. All right, are you the type of person that loves articles but just really just does not have enough time to go through all of them? Well, explain to me is automatic web article summarizer. So you can put a web URL up to 10 and then it will summarize up to 10 or more different types of articles for you so you can be in the loop without spending hours upon hours of your day figuring out what's going on with the outside world. I know, so weird. The outside world is out there. There's people out there that don't use phones. Anyways, that is the apps that you should try out and programs you should try out this week. And that is the end of Digital Coffee for this week. Thank you for tuning in. And tune in on Wednesday when I go through the marketing, digital marketing news and marketing blend. 
Also, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast. I'm also on LinkedIn Digital Coffee Podcast, Coffee, and subscribe to Digital Coffee Podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, tune in as well. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Digital Coffee. All right, I'm your host, Brett Dicer, and see you on Wednesday. Later.